0: Reminder that this episode is brought to you by Menard Premium Detailing, the best auto detail service in Bucks County, located in Warminster, PA. You can follow them on Facebook, on Instagram, subscribe to them on YouTube, or check them out at menardpremiumdetailing.com. It's episode 74 of Thoughts from the Shade. And back by Popular Demand, we have another two time. Guest who goes by the alias of Juice. Let's go. A very merry welcome back to thoughts from the shade it's episode 74 it is christmas week hanukkah is kicked off Uh, the holiday spirit is in full effect and i am pleased to welcome back this week to the show a great friend of mine a previous guest like i mentioned at the top second time guest not the first two-time guest on thoughts from the shade might be the second Uh, but this guy did super well on our spotify wrapped as a podcast you get a spotify wrapped they give you all these numbers all these metrics and they gave me one slide that says you got to bring this guy on because the people loved them so we'll welcome him back to the show my boy juice welcome back juice hey how we doing merry christmas merry christmas happy holidays what's uh What's what's happening? How's it feel to be back back in Philly? You're you're here. You're in studio. Um, back back visiting the family and obviously me as your boy. What's what's going on, man?
1: Absolutely had to come back. I uh, belly's full. Had some proper uh, delicacies, Philadelphia delicacies. Had some palantes from a uh, little, little Italian hoagie action. So that's always good, you know. You got the goal is when I come back. I got to lose some weight so I can go back. You know, a little little thicker. So. I'm all, I'm all full on those good Philadelphia delicacies.
0: Lose some weight or, or gain some weight? No, I gotta I gotta come back later. So I with the goal in mind, I'm gonna eat, eat uh, everything in sight. You come back here later, I say. Yeah, what's what's the joint you went to? You sent the picture out. Uh, I know, like the uh, the sandwich sandwich thing is a hot topic in in Philly these days.
1: Yes, it is. We have we have a couple of debates going. Uh, Pilates, I think I believe it's uh, like Richbrow area. I don't know exactly. I keep forgetting. I'm I'm losing my. Um, my navigational awareness in the Philadelphia area being, being gone for a few years now. West coast
0: juice. He's a West coast guy, but <laughs> he's uh he's an East coaster at heart despite uh, the inflated handicap here on the East coast. Oh
1: dude, I, I miss the, uh, I miss the food here for sure. I think that's one one thing I look forward to when I come home for the holidays.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can't beat it, but uh, I mean, g- give us an update. How's life? We talked, uh, we talked. I believe it was in August. We had, you know, we, we had some some NFL picks. We had some some dating experiences. We had a tattoo story. I mean, what do you want to get into tonight?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, first, you know, you were you came, you made the trip west, right? I know uh, you guys talked about it previously in a couple other episodes, but you know, I think we should chat on uh, you know a few things that we you know we hit. Uh, while you are out in out in Arizona, I want to get your opinion on uh, what you thought of Scottsdale and you know how we do some living out there. The desert,
0: yeah, I liked Arizona. I came back and I feel like I told people that it felt like the Florida of the West to me. Like instead of the palm trees and the beaches and the water, it was the desert and the cactuses and uh, the mountains. So no, I I had a great time in Arizona. I appreciate you putting me up for a couple nights before the bachelor party you got the nice pad the nice bachelor pad out there but no it's... that was a cool house they that was a, they did a good job picking uh where they stayed yeah yeah the house was cool that we we stayed in for the bachelor party we had a good time there but no arizona is a sick place uh and like you were driving me around before everybody else got into town that mm-hmm. weekend and we were going out for beers or for dinner or whatever and I'm like dude how in god's name do you like live <laughs> down here because it it just feels like I couldn't live down there because it feels like vacation like do you feel like you're on vacation all the time down there?
1: It is. I th- I think the toughest thing is when people come to visit. Just like in general too, like even like unplanned visits, like random people it's they're on vacation mode immediately. And you can't blame them, right? I mean it's like you you get off the plane and you're like this town just screams like food and drinks. And it's tough not to, the weather's so good. So I think when it's two o'clock on a Wednesday and people are like, Hey, we're at, we're grabbing a happy hour. It's like, no dude, I gotta, I gotta do like normal life stuff. So I think that's, uh, it's, it's not the uh, worst thing to have as a challenge in life, but that can be challenging at times. The, the nonstop party.
0: I I was going to say like, it's gotta be difficult to get any work done down there. I mean, we have Christmas coming this weekend. Like I said, Hanukkah's kicked off, uh, new year's on the horizon. Like this is, this is a very tough week for us working folk to focus and stay motivated and and get anything done and grind through. And I feel like if I lived in Arizona, that would be every single, that would be two, four, seven, three, six, five, man. Well, you know me, I like to, I like to be on a uh, semi retirement
1: plan already. So I I find every excuse in the book to, you know, step out and take a take a golf break or go, you know, go grab a cold one. So I think, um, maybe it's not the most ideal environment for me to live at my early thirties here, but I live like a,
0: like a 60 year old who's retired (laughs) out in Florida. Leisure and golf. It's not a, not a bad deal. And that's certainly a great place for it. That would be like my two word summary of the, uh, of the trip, and, and you know some of the bars and clubs downtown. I didn't think that the food was bad by any means. I know we talk like Philly is mm-hmm. a is a f- food spot, hot spot, but thought we had some good meals down there. Um, but yeah, just uh,
1: yeah, I don't I don't know if the food is it's not terrible. Great Mexican food and great margaritas. Uh, but I think uh, I think it's like like Italian food and like sandwiches and stuff like that. You kind of doesn't have the same appeal as it does on the East Coast. Uh pizza, bagels, all that good stuff. But I think where did you I was trying to think where we went. Do you Postinos was really good. We had a good good That was like meal the there. only
0: that was like the only clean meal I ate that that five or six days I was out there and it hit the spot. Nice panini. Because
1: of the handful of lettuce they put on the edge. Right. The
0: <laughs> I mean it wasn't too much bread. It wasn't <laughs> you know fried or buttery yeah. like we were eating pizza. We were eating Bojangles. We were eating fried chicken sandwiches, a cul- culinary dropout. Um, so That like, was a good meal. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a great dinner. I've racked up a few tabs at Culinary before. Yeah, we did that night. But uh, how do you, like, I guess th- this is kind of a good question, I think. Like, how do you manage living elsewhere now and, like, being the destination for guys? Like me, that have kind of stayed local to Philly and PA. Like when you get visitors, they're on vacation, mm-hmm. but like you're you're home.
1: I love it. I I think because it's far away, the five hour flight, it's tough to convince everyone to come visit. I think if we all lived in Arizona, it would be it, we would get nothing done for the next like twenty years. But when people come visit, you definitely want to like take off immediately because you're like it's just. There's no like, like I said, there's no like working half a day and then like going out and hanging out, right? So, whenever anyone comes to visit, I think immediately I'm trying to figure out ways to take some time off. <laughs> I love it though. I think, I think that's what I miss most about a home, like home, home. It's like, it's not the city or whatever or the food. Um, it's just like the people and friends. I mean, we all, I mean, Christ, we have a group chat with what, 13, 15, 14 guys in it still. Yeah. So, it's like the nonstop uh, talking every day. And then like, I, don't, I don't get to see you guys for a beer on Friday or Saturday. So I think that's always fun. Like whenever whenever someone says, hey, I'm going to come out and visit or I'm out for work or whatever it might be. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's go golf. Or like, I, I, I'll, i you know, I'll try to, nothing crazy, but I, you know, I'll try to get something going so we can have some fun. You turn it, you turn it
0: right back onto vacation mode. Like you're, <laughs> like you're one of us. But you, you, you talk about, the the squad the friends mm-hmm. uh and obviously the football like the cardinals blow and yes. uh we're watching the eagles team right now 13 and 1 we're on the cusp of of clinching home field advantage mm-hmm. something that, that you did predict back in august you get, you gave us over nine and a half on the season win total that's like right. that's cash uh we're one game away from clinching the nfc East so you gave us that on i believe it was episode 56 that's I mean, unless uh something tragic occurs, that's cash. So, got to give you some props there, but like how are you feeling about the Birds? Like you sit here now in in uh late December, like I know I know you gave us your picks, but did you did you imagine we'd be looking at a 13-1 Eagles team that's ready to lock down home field and you know, the path to the Super Bowl and the yeah. NFC going through the link? I mean, no, absolutely absolutely fucking not. I don't think um
1: I don't think anyone thought the NFC, and now we're seeing, you know, Giants fall off a little bit, but I don't know if anyone saw the NFC East have the first half of football that they did, right? And even a banged-up Cowboys team kind of kept their record intact long enough to be competitive this late in the season. So I think, I mean, the Jalen Hurts news obviously is not the best news, but I I don't know. Nick Sirianni played it off kind of lightly today in his press conference. That guy's tough. The team looks good, and it makes you wonder. Like, you see, like, the Chiefs kind of get held to a tough game against Houston and games where you're supposed to have these big, bad teams like blow out these terrible teams at the bottom of the league. They're not doing it, right? So I think, like, everyone's in a similar boat across the league. So whether it's the Chiefs out of the AFC, which looking at that side of the house, I don't – I mean, Chargers. I don't. I don't know who comes from the AFC. I mean, that's kind of a crapshoot. I think Chiefs ultimately, and then from the NFC, like, Birds do. Like, I mean, not just Jalen Hurts. Obviously, he's playing out of his mind. Um, the whole team is just clicking. Like, it's it's uh they're having fun. Like, it's not a it's not a, and I hate to bring up this dude's name, but like, it's not an era of Carson Wentz where it had a shattered. I mean. I don't know the ins and outs by any means, but it's not the same locker room and it's pretty evident that it's not. So,
0: yeah, I think everybody's behind hurts, but that's obviously the big news coming down this week. And we talked about it last week at 12 and one heading into the Bears game about how easy everything's felt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's going to be some, some bump in the road. And, uh, you know the Eagles get the dub over the Bears Sunday uh at Soldier Field 25 to 20 tough game was a tough game and Hurts took a lot of hits i mean he got bounced on the play that ultimately sprains the shoulder but there were there were a couple of plays and and one i can really think in particular where he took like a an RPO kept it went yeah. right up the gut and took like a middle linebacker head yeah. on and uh it was a loud pop it, and you just start to think to yourself like man this is this is not what we need to see when we have like most things wrapped up um was that before the half? Like, like I I'm, I'm, I know what you're talking
1: about. I just can't think what, what point in the game that I, was. I
0: think it was before he got bounced. It was before he got bounced yeah. on, on the play that hurt his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, But, no, I, I don't know exactly when it was, but I was watching it um, with a buddy of mine, and he's like, well, he's tough, man, like, and, and he's strong and shit. I'm like, dude, so is Josh, Josh Allen? Allen. So is Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar Jackson was, like, chubby this year. Yeah. So, like
1: – like, And, I mean – not for nothing Josh Allen is definitely playing injured to some degree I don't know he's got don't, the bad
0: elbow Yeah
1: I don't know if they've like disclosed to like how severe it is but he's not I mean he's definitely not the same Josh Allen in the first half of the season right I mean like these dudes need to like you love watching it right from a from a morale perspective yeah it it's fun football to watch when they're when you have your quarterback run up the middle for 20 yards and a touchdown but you're also gritting your teeth when he takes a tough one on the sideline,
0: yeah, it just it just goes to show that it is like an old cliche that you know the running quarterbacks they they don't last, you know they're always gonna get banged up and uh we again we talked about it last last week we we didn't say it was gonna be hurts, we didn't say it was gonna be because he's running, but you you could almost like. See it coming, feel it coming, and this is what it is. And it's—I don't think it's long term. Uh, yeah. Doing doing some some deep dives the last 24 hours on the injury uh, and listening to hurt speak today here Tuesday. He said he's not going to rule himself out, and Sirianni's not going to rule him out. But I put up uh, kind of put up us alluding to that on the Instagram from from last week mm-hmm. uh, for the people. And I said, "Who's to blame for the Hurts injury?" And obviously, I threw in Elon Musk as an option just because all, <laughs> all the all the Twitter stuff that's going on. Everything's he right now, cool. so so it, it might it might be his fault. But yeah. but aside from the people that that voted for Elon, uh, you know, you had a tie between Sirianni and Steichen mm-hmm. and Hurts, and then uh, you know half of that group. Chicago. So twenty five percent Nick Steichen, twenty five percent Hurts, twelve percent Chicago, thirty eight percent Elon Musk. Good to know that our our followers and listeners have have a bit of a sense of humor. But <laughs> I, like I just can't help but blame. I I don't know who to blame. I you got to blame the game plan a little bit. I know a 100%. lot of a lot of people yeah. talked about about Sanders and him him not getting the ball. But you also have to think like. I heard a lot of people also talk like, well, a lot of those runs are are reads, and Hurts is reading the D end, and then he and then he's keeping. So maybe he's making the right read. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough because I've called for this team to run the ball more. Like after the Green Bay game, when Miles Sanders absolutely popped off, that was great. And then you have the game. He he had, can, he's more than capable of doing it, right? Absolutely. Behind this offensive line. Then mm-hmm. you have the Tennessee game where it's the hurt show. He throws for 380. Uh, even Sunday you have, I believe you have Brown and Smith, both over 100 yards. He still mm-hmm. still aired it out. Um, but you would think against an inferior team, I know it's cold as hell. It's It's tough conditions. And I know the Bears, they're not just going to lay down. Yeah. But you gotta. I feel like if you're Sirianni, if you're Stuykin, like you're like inches away from like clinching home field like, dude, and everything the, being perfect for yeah. the, for this playoff run, and and you're having Hurts just running at will down, Give the, down ball the middle to one of, the field. of our three running backs. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like make it. I mean, I think this, and you kind of forget he's still coming off, you know, last year, right, making a lot of decisions that you kind of were saying, okay, like he's young, new to the league still, like you're gonna make silly decisions sometimes. And then this year it was like, wow, what a 180. He he seems like he's like a five or six, seven year guy, right? He's making like all the right decisions, it seems like. But I think the ongoing joke is it's like, no dude, I want the fucking ball. Like he's he's not gonna give the ball to Miles Sanders on RPO. He's gonna he wants it, which is good. But again, like Josh Allen uh, you know Lamar, uh, Jalen, whatever. Whoever, they're still young guys in their careers where they're gonna be a little bit of that meathead. Where
0: it's like, yeah, it's good right now, but it's not forever. Yeah, they haven't they haven't learned uh, learned the hard lesson. And you, you, I mean, you still gotta give Hertz credit.
1: Is Tyken can Steichen and Sirianni babysit him though? I mean, like. Can they say like, "Hey, like you have to give the ball up"? Like, don't do not run this anymore. I mean, you can
0: have designed yeah. runs where it's not an option. Yeah. But that's that's why I, I got to give a little bit of credit to the to the listener base and the followers. They were split on on who's to blame. I think everybody plays a part in it. But I mean, even after that play where he does get the sprained shoulder, he throws some nice balls. I think it was the first half, um, the right play before one of the picks. He throws a really nice ball, running to his left to Devontae Smith along the sideline. Like, like you said, he's he's clearly progressed uh, as a passer, as a decision maker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but may, maybe that young blood, you still feel like kind of fearless, just yeah, running down the middle of the field and taking on, you know, three hundred pound or two hundred seventy five pound linebackers. Um, it is what it is. But obviously, we have Dallas Sunday. Tough uh, defense. Christmas Eve. Yeah, their their defense is good. I think it's it's taking a step back. Obviously they give up mm-hmm. uh the thirty-four to the Jags. I won't I won't give the uh the pick six. I won't pin that on the Dallas defense. Uh but they play Houston close two weeks ago. They they need uh a late drive to pull that one out. They play the Jags on Sunday. I think they squandered a seventeen point lead in the second half. Wasn't that much in that game? Yeah. It it was something like that. And I had Jags plus four, so uh, I, I was certainly happy about that, but
1: yeah, I mean, and and listen, I mean, in trying to be as least biased here as possible, being a Philly fan, Dak Prescott is just not the dude. Like, I got, I mean, the what was that two weeks ago when he came back and they won it ultimately? Like, yeah, cool. And I I swabbed my tongue on that one because I think I was texting like right as he gave the ball up the possession before I was like, Dak is such a fraud. Yeah, I think he is still like. I mean, the NFL media. Lo- we all know this. The NFL media loves to say how good the Cowboys are. It's America's year. team, man. It's America's team. As much as they hate Elon Musk, they love the Cowboys. Uh, but I don't get it. Like, I, I, what, what about that guy? I mean, like Jalen Hurts. How many more years junior to Dak is he? Like, looks that much more confident in. I mean, I don't know, maybe Dak's a locker room guy and they all love him. I don't know the ins and outs of the Dallas Cowboy, uh, dynamic, but fan base and, and, you know, players, but Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott are not going to win a significant game down the stretch here.
0: Nah, I think, and I think Dak's like a good dude. Um, I think he apparently does some stuff off the field. And I think his story at Mississippi state was, was pretty inspiring. Uh, but no, I'm with you like he threw that we got, we got the bonus coverage on Fox after mm-hmm. the Eagles game and and you saw Dak through the pick six and the first thing I'm yelling looking at the TV is Dak's a fucking bomb. <laughs> he's a fucking bomb. <laughs> uh but, but he's he's hot and cold. When he's when he's on he's he's really good and mm-hmm. and other times he looks uh that's what it is. Very civilian. So it's almost like a little Don McNabb action.
1: You know, like kind of that hot and cold. It, it reminds you a tiny bit if yeah. I if I had to make a uh familiar comparison
0: you you could say that I don't I don't think that's too outlandish but let's let's talk about the game Saturday like I know Hertz is banged up I, I know he's not ruled out he's not ruled himself out the coach isn't ruling him out mm-hmm. like before I even knew before I even heard the whispers because I initially heard the whispers on on some local radio in, in the midday yesterday about about the Hertz injury and that it comes out officially later in the day um I was ready to to throw myself on the social media and say like hey I, I don't care what hurt status is this is before I even knew he was was dinged up you did you you, you texted this by the way I was saying yeah you made don't this- e- don't even play him let 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 Dallas know what we think of them. What we think of this game? We're thirteen and one. We need it's to pretty win. It's disrespectful to go in there and say, "Hey, a healthy Jalen's not even going to start." Merry us. Christmas. Here's Garner Minshew. Yeah, uh, we need to win one of three games. This game means nothing to us. We don't care. Uh, we can probably still win it with Minshew. I think Minshew is serviceable. And the other thing about Minshew. Uh, his boy, his, his college coach or, or he spent one year at Washington State. Mike Leach passed Yeah. It's true. Last week and, and Minshew practice today, giving the eulogy at, at oh, the funeral right. at the service. So like yeah. th- this is gonna be a fired up Garner Minshew that's if he if he gets the ball. And what's and he's Saturday. a pretty emotional dude anyway. Yeah, and and I saw some clips of of his speech from the services today, you know, talking about how Mike Leach like changed his life yeah. and uh helped him along for the better so much and and, and stuff like that like you're 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 going to get a, a fired up uh mm-hmm. garner Minshew saturday but I I, w- I was saying before the hurts injury transpired like we what? talked about bubble wrap last week yeah show dallas what you really think of him and I know the 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 Philly fans the Eagles fans it's christmas eve it's dallas you want to get fired up you want to kick him in the mouth you want to hand them another L. Mm-hmm. That's not really how I see it. I I know this game's been getting beaten like a drum for, for the <laughs> last month, but I really don't think it, it, it's a big game at all.
1: No. I mean, you got to look toward the future here, right, short term, and there's much more at stake, right? When the, Now, if we were a team that was barely getting by and we needed a morale boost – and we needed kind of that that late push toward the end of the season to really get the team like flowing and you know, gelling. I would say give Jalen the ball and, and like get the team behind him and, and take that momentum to the end of the season into the postseason. But that's just not the case. Like we're we're not looking for a miracle in Dallas and then all of a sudden the season changes, right? So to me, if you go in Yeah, I saw the lines four and a half. So I'm assuming they think that Jalen is out at the moment. Um, To me, like, yeah, that's that's a Dallas line kinda. That's like a not as good Dallas line. But to me, it's like, okay, that game is still winnable. Like you said, Minshew can go in. We have the weapons. You know, run it with Sanders. He's probably fresh. You know, Devontae's gonna do what he's gonna do. AJ's gonna catch the ball like he catches the ball. Defense needs to get some stuff in you know in order, but who who fucking cares if we lose one to Dallas, dude. It's
0: I want the last laugh. I don't I
1: don't need the Christmas Day miracle.
0: I totally agree. And I, I you talk about the defense, maybe you need to get some stuff in order, but like the pass rush these last few weeks has mm-hmm. been insane. I think they've had three straight games with six sacks. Josh Sweat is unbelievable. Sweat's unreal. Yeah. raddick has been unreal. What a signing. T U baby. Or a pickup. Yeah. T for Temple U, baby. What no a owls. pick what a pickup uh but no i i totally agree that we we need the last laugh and i i i talked about the Philly fans and it's christmas eve and everything but like i see another side like you're going to be with your family on christmas eve you, you know if you're like me or in a relationship you might have to be one place and maybe another i mean i am I'm, I'm set on being locked yeah. in at, at 425 and, and being in a place but at the same time you're going to have multiple screens going and households I got some and
1: nasty I, looks at dinner the other night. I mentioned that to mom. Really? And mom and dad. I, they were like, hey, these are our plans for Christmas Eve. And they're like, we're leaving around five to go down to your aunts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And mom said, and I dad. I said, that's just not going to work. Mr. and Mrs. Juice. Yeah, they don't get it. We need to listen to the pod. They were they they gave me like, they're like, no, dude, we'll, we're going to leave when we're going to leave. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not coming if the game's on. You can,
0: you can, don't get it. You could do a little Merrill. You could do a little Merrill, especially yeah. especially if Hertz is out. Um which I think he is. I I, I, I don't get to
1: listen to Maryland in uh, in the desert. Yeah. So maybe I'll I'll tune him on. Presented by
0: PNC Bank. Make make today the day. There's our. Uh, you know we should partner with WIP and do do the plugs for them. But now, uh, I I I don't think it's the end of the world. And I, and I think I think Hurts is out. And I I, I I said it before the injury. You got to bench him. I'm saying it now. You gotta bench him. I think he. I think he should be put on the shelf, mm-hmm. till till January till the playoffs. I know. I talked last week about maybe some rust and everything, but like that really doesn't doesn't apply when when you're banged up, especially the style of play that he plays with. He's fierce. If he yeah. if if he's on the field, he's gonna want to run run the ball, especially against make plays. Dallas. Oh yeah, he's
1: a, he's a gamer. He and he understands. Not even being an Eagle that long, he understands the the intricacies of the organization and I think knowing him and you know, what what it sounds like how he is on and off the field and around the around the facilities, he's gonna wanna shove it down Dallas's throat.
0: Yeah, I think I think we gotta reel him in just, just a hair, just, just a just a pinch. But Eagles, Cowboys, Christmas Eve. I mean it'd be even funnier. It'd be even better gift, holiday gift, if uh if Minshew goes in there and delivers us a dub give the guy I mean on Sunday listen, or Saturday. Give Saturday. the guy
1: a rest. Like again, it doesn't kill the it doesn't kill the season losing losing this game. I
0: agree. And I think it's still a very winnable game with Minshew. He's played well when he when he's gotten in as the backup and this isn't the same team as last year where it was kind of like the ground and pound uh Hurts and and mm-hmm. ground game show like we have a great defense, great pass rush. Uh, we have great playmakers. You get Dallas Goddard back this week. Uh, Work
1: him slowly back into the game plan.
0: Like get get the repetitions to the guys that you're gonna need down the stretch. He he comes off IR last week, and it sounds like he's gonna be activated for Saturday. So Mitchy's gonna have he's gonna have all the tools, and people are worried about oh. Uh, if Minshew plays well, then then maybe it's the system and and it hurts Jalen's MVP chances. Like I, I don't care about that, and I don't think Jalen cares about it no, either. He he doesn't care, and I, and I still think re- reading some uh, some information from some sh- some sharper guys than myself that <laughs> they think like if if Hurts does not play this weekend and maybe Mahomes has a good game, they say Hurts is still a, a good bet for MVP, and he's he's no longer the favorite. I think. He was minus, you know. He he was uh, fa- favorite money.
1: Oh, you're saying coming play, into this week, that, but play, play ac- that slide game a little bit. Yes, yeah.
0: play it after this weekend. Uh,
1: Get a little value out of it. Yeah, so I we'll don't s- hate that. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, do you think, in your heart of hearts, looking ahead, do you think the
0: Chiefs are coming out of the AFC? I think it's got to be the Chiefs or or Buffalo. Uh, I think Cincinnati has a good chance, but I, I think Hendrickson, one of their their top pass rushers, is I think he has a broken wrist. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably gonna come back at some point in the playoffs. And I think he's a key cog for for that team and that defense. Um but yeah, you, you gotta think it's one of the two teams that, that grab the home field, whether it's Kansas City or Buffalo, two tough places to play. Uh two great quarterbacks I don't think Miami's there yet. Nah, no, nah, I don't. I don't think Miami's there. I I wouldn't sleep on the Chargers. Uh, I think I bet them preseason to win the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. I know the odds have have shot up and got longer. Yeah, you but might get some value there. They're getting healthy. The only thing that's going to hold them back is that goddamn coach. Um, I was very high on him at the end of last year for whatever
1: reason. I thought he did a good job, but then this year I'm not as convinced that he's he's the right guy for that position. No, it could, could be a D'Amico Ryan's. Quick one-two flip down there
0: could be, and then yeah. help help that defense out, and hire a good offensive coordinator for Herbert. That I I like that team, man, and and they are yep. get, they're getting healthy, so I, I wouldn't sleep on them. It's gonna be it's gonna be Casey, it's gonna be Buffalo, it's gonna be Cincinnati, and and I'll throw my dark horse in as the Chargers. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit, and reminder you can follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Thoughts From the Shade and on Twitter at TFTSPod. Uh, Shout you, out. You talked about our group chat. And yes. That's comprised of. A bunch of fucking dweebs. Well, aside from that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm at my wit's end today. Aside from that, it's comprised of our Fantasy Football League participants and. You, all,
1: but, all but one, which is a, a notable asterisk here.
0: Oh, you're, you're sour. Understandably so. Yeah. I'm set. I'm setting the stage. You were the, sorry. Sorry. You were the number one seed. You had the first round by last week. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of chatter about last <laughs> week being the first round of the playoffs. I think most people's first rounds were, was this weekend. We've talked about this. Yeah, we, we we talk about all these things in the off season, or we talk about them in season. Then we don't talk about them off season. I think a lot of fantasy players can probably relate.
1: I think our to that. our league from a rules and processes is a pretty it's pretty dialed in I mean this is like a probably about a 10-year league at this point you know comings and goings of of coaches and managers but
0: yeah yeah, I'm not I'm not an OG in this league
1: but um I think from a rules it's pretty you know pretty standard right no PPR none of that BS but we figured out like because for whatever reason there's always drama and we've kind of figured out like hey how do we fix this or how do we not let this whatever happened the year before happen again and for the most part it's pretty reasonable it takes about you know i think the roman empire probably would have changed hands a few times by the time (laughs) we make a decision but uh it's tough to
0: get everyone on board
1: for whatever thing we need to get on board but it's pretty good
0: and i think i think the the switch to the 17 game schedule last year might have thrown us for a loop First timers, but yeah, any, first time doing it. Anyway, you what do you have? One or two losses in the regular season. You clinch the top seed. You get a first round bye, and then uh,
1: through all the all the uh, the reasons for everyone gave me every reason under the sun why I shouldn't have been the number one seed. But at the end of the day, I, I was. I mean, that's that's just the luck of the draw.
0: Fraudulent number one. Yeah, uh, that's that's going to defend his his case here. But you were going into Monday Night Football last night, mm-hmm. and you're down. Roughly 22, twenty-three points. We do a little decimal system, but yeah, somewhere we're, in that range. I'm not gonna go that far. And you have Aaron Jones, AJ baby, running back for the Green Bay Packers. Their Monday Night Football cold game at Lambeau against the shitty ass Rams. <laughs> <laughs> that team is so fucking bad. Can't 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 stand them. Uh, but. Not much action in the first half, but he gets the receiving touchdown to start the second half. Mm-hmm. He's piling up the yards, and you're within, you're within striking distance.
1: It it got more real as the game progressed, and,
0: naturally. And, and we get, uh, we're, we're at the two minute warning. The Rams, <laughs> the Rams have one timeout, and Green Bay has third and two at the four yard line, so they can get a first down, mm-hmm. and then sit on it that's ultimately what happened but Aaron Jones gets the carry on the third down play out of the two minute warning
1: oh no 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 he got it on fourth third and t- for, I think well, it, it was either f- I think it was so from what I remember it was fourth It was fourth. third and two was a little outplay to the tight end I think I don't know who it was, who it was
0: to exactly because um, they're up 24-12 they don't want to give kick up. a field goal yeah. because it doesn't change the, the possession thing right yeah How many possessions they need. And either way,
1: it's a two possession game. Right. Um,
0: So I believe it was a little
1: like tight end draw or something to whoever. I don't think it was Tanya. It was someone else.
0: I'm looking right now. It was fourth. So fourth and two.
1: And then Rodgers missed that ball, I I believe. And I was like, thinking there, I was like, they have to go for it. You know, the floor is an
0: analytics guy, right? Um, he's had some pretty tough calls in the past, but yeah, he, he went for it and it's fourth and two at the four. So they can get a first down. Aaron Jones runs it for three gets chipped up for three yards. You needed the six, you were down like 6.1 or something. Six,
2: six each points yard, in the run. Would each been. yard
0: is a 10th of a yep. point and or each yard. I don't know if I said <laughs> run or yard too, too I many. Think it, uh, I think every yard is like a point 0.1. Right. So. He gets tackled short of the goal line. I'm real. L.A. uses their last time out. <laughs> the, the Packers come out and sit on it. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I'm not like a big... Like, we talk about golf and talking to people in the clubhouse. Like, mm-hmm. when you come in, oh, how'd you play? Nobody wants to hear your, your oh, well, I, I parred this hole. I took a double here. Yeah. I think the same thing kind of applies to fantasy. But when it's the playoffs and, and there's money... At stake, yeah. and and it's the boys, and the, and everybody's always chirping like. Well, I don't think you anyone, were
1: you. I, no one wanted to see me win that game.
0: You were three feet away from from going to the championship. Yeah next week and, and that's how you had to go down I know I, I know the, the the differential going into Monday night was a tough tough hill to climb 22 points is a good amount but like even I, I'm out of it like I, I won yeah. last year I'm telling everybody I got eliminated in the first round last week I'm like that that shaggy haired blonde guy in the NHL with the white gloves I'm the keeper <laughs> of the cup like I have I have the trophy but that's I, all I am now but I still was watching
1: yeah at least he to you it out to Arizona now
0: Right, right, yeah. I'd have to get on a plane to, to hand deliver it. I'm not officially gonna, I'm not gonna ship it. But uh yeah, I'm I'm the keeper of the cup. And also I, I was invested because I took Aaron Jones scored two touchdowns. And which I think I missed that by the fucking yard.
1: Which I think that had some good mojo go in my direction. I think you were you were one of uh one of twelve guys. We'll say one of eleven, not including myself, uh, that wanted to see me advance or at least give throw me the good the good uh vibrations. Um yeah, I, I just, so, I lose by six points, or lose by a touchdown, we'll call it, and, which, to For give Aaron Jones A credit, touchdown
0: and a pube, which was the one yard.
1: Yes, and, I mean, I did luck out, too, because AJ Dillon got hurt, and Jones got a few extra reps down the stretch there, so, that worked in my favor, and then... <laughs> So it was pretty late. I'm not. I'm not used to watching
0: the game, the night game, so late. Uh, yeah, you're you're treated on the West Coast. You're watching the one o'clock game at what eleven a.m. or ten a.m. depending on the, the night the game. Nice. year. Yeah, you get the, the night, night game at nice. six o'clock. That was the that was the one good thing about the trip is we watched the Thursday night game, and I flew out Wednesday, so I don't want to call it. Excuse me, like jet lag, but I guess I guess I guess it's jet lag. Where did we play Thursday? Southern Dunes. That was Dunes. Yeah, that was that was probably my favorite. That place was sick, and I and I li- I listened back to to do some intel for this episode, mm-hmm. and that was that was your first place you were going to take me. Oh, did I say Dunes? And, and it turned out to be true. Yeah, that place was sick, but uh, I was hurting Thursday, the first full day out there, not my tra- the day after my travel day, mm-hmm. and Thursday night football comes on at like six o'clock. I That's was like, this is fantastic. We yeah. were we were ten toes up by like nine p.m. It was great. <laughs> But, um, I think traveling there
1: is tricky because you wake up very early. Oh yeah. I was then, up at like four or five o'clock. That was tough. Mm-hmm, and then you're tired at night, which is always tricky. But let's, let's, let's get
0: back. Sorry. To, sorry. No, don't. Yeah. You don't have to say sorry.
1: No, I'm I'm thinking in my head how, I've you know, what, how things can, you know, conspired last night at, and this morning after,
0: uh, yeah. So we're, we're, uh. Maybe twelve less than twelve hours from the final whistle. Everybody's up for work. We're sludging through work on this holiday week. But the first thing everybody's doing is texting about fantasy. They're not checking their emails or dialing into their eight o'clock call. They're getting everybody fired up about fantasy because everybody wants to see number one go down and number one goes down.
1: <laughs> well, it didn't help but I, I mean I, I, I will
0: admit I'm a Oh, you talk plenty of shit.
1: I'm a I'm a jerk off. I you know, with the standings <laughs> and all the pictures of the
0: uh the you know, the grass and all that stuff. Yeah, so so for for background, you were photoshopping the ESPN Fantasy App standings, circling yourself and saying the greatest, <laughs> and then circling like the playoff participants and saying like cool, and then circling everybody else and saying like losers. <laughs> but we get the payout structure and, and the instruction from one of the finalists that advanced to the championship next week at like eight o'clock this morning. And why don't you break to the people what this was? So also. Our commissioner who does a great job. You know, we play for, I would say, a pretty solid amount of money. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be disclosed. But when the playoffs start, he texts the playoff participants and says one and two, you know, our championship finalists get to decide the breakdown, right? Which
1: in fairness has and it's never been an issue, right? It's never like one disagrees with two. It's it's always pretty pretty civil. Um, I think the one thing you can run into with that not that it's happened, but like if one, if one of the teams is like really, really good, maybe the guy who probably knows in his heart of hearts, his team's not as good, might might try to negotiate a different ratio. Uh, where if it's, if you go into it all agreeing, you know, before week one, like, hey, it's going to be a 70-30 split, maybe that's the, that's the answer. I'm I'm not sure. I mean,
0: so 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 what what did we hear this morning? So first thing,
1: I, I slept in this you know today because a little bit of a bender on on Sunday. I think between the World Cup and the Eagles, I was drinking from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. at night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so being being a young you know young 30 year old here, the hangovers last a little longer. Uh, so I slept in. Probably woke up around 8:30 like 8:45 and i wake up to these little fucking dweebs telling me that it's going to be a 50-50 split for the championship i mean come on how lame is that
0: dude i i immediately texted back and said wow that is some pussy shit and excuse my french but i, I dude that's what it is like that's so lame like, I, I just think it's a cop out i think it's a cop out you know i think if you make it you're like, all right, I'll I'll at least negotiate that I don't have to pay my buy-in, we right? talk, And we talked about this too, like, and, and again, it's it's up to the people that make it, so that that's their decision, and we we will live with it. It's not the end of the world, but like mm. fifth, well, the one what? guy isn't even in the group chat. Where's the competitive spirit? Is all I'm saying is where's is the competitive spirit? Oh, we we have our own side bet. Oh, give me a fucking and, and, break! And then the winner gets the trophy. I I, I think that's horseshit. I think for as serious as our league is and the amount of trash talk that goes down, I I think yeah. it's an embarrassment to come out and say that we're going to split the pot evenly.
1: Dude, it's embarrassing for the league. I mean, like all season we're we're on each other's asses every weekend, and then. You know, you have you have the guys at the bottom of the league telling you, you know, they're the best managers in the world and their team is so good, but for whatever reason, you know, they're at they're at the bottom of the team or at the bottom of the league. And then the guys who are at the top of the league, their teams stink, but they're at the top somehow, right? So every week you're just talking nonstop, trash to each other, and then for the fate of the championship to be split up fifty fifty, it's embarrassing.
0: I agree. If I, if I made it even with injuries and whatever's going on, you you got to the championship game needs to matter. That's that's how I'll put it. Is the championship game yeah. needs to mean something and for the amount of shit talk that goes down in the entire league for those two guys to decide it's going to be 50-50. It's uh it, I don't think it's good for the spirit of the league. I think it might need to be examined. Takes uh, away a little bit. I'm curious to yeah. hear how our listeners feel uh, about this one. But, yeah, that definitely takes away. You know, you we're, we're old. We're old. I mean, we're not old, but we're not athletes anymore. Like, we play golf. We get competitive out there. We, ga- we gamble out there. You that's, and I did some gambling in Arizona. That's competitive. We're not going to get into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. You know this. This is one of the last competitive things we have as as men that are aging. And mm-hmm. you go you go fifty fifty. It's it's such a dorky move. Uh, that would be like me flying across the country and saying I'll play for a dollar, a dollar, two dollars for back like, overall for off.
1: Oh. I would be like, you let's, know what? Let's go just t- have some fun, man. Go take your dollar and go buy me a fucking Gatorade, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I d- I think. So in theory, you take away the buy in each of your buy ins, right? Because you know obviously that'd be moot. Uh, we, I mean, we play for a good amount of money. It's it's not like it's an extreme amount where like half and half is like life changing, right? So like to me, it's not monopoly money. It's it's a good amount, and you know it would be it would be like if the first place got it that would be a fun amount to go like treat yourself to something if you, if you won first place. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then even second place, like, Hey, like you get your buy-in back and then you get a couple bucks. Cause you know, you got, you still did second place and that's, that's good. Right. 12 man league. I was just like, and I was laughing. Like my, I was definitely, I don't think I was upset last night because I mean, 22 points with one guy in the fact that I got 16 or 17 out of the 22 was pretty impressive. Um, especially with the Packers. I mean, like they're show up and down. You never know what you're going to get, but I,
0: <laughs> I read that this morning. I was like, Oh my God, dude, what the hell? Yeah. It's, it's tough. Just, it just lacks competitive spirit and you want the championship to be the most competitive thing. But you talk about the Packers, I think don't, don't close your eyes on the Packers just yet. Are you, are you bought into the, no, I'm not, I'm not bought in, but I just think, uh, you know they run the table. They get in. I, I've been wondering why that team has struggled so much all year. I know the the communication with the receivers and yeah. Rodgers has been off, but they got two great backs. I mean, he missed a cup. He missed a couple last night. But yeah. I think
1: the thumb is an issue.
0: Thumb's an issue, but I think they have a solid defense. Their O line is is healthier mm-hmm. than it was. So I wouldn't totally go to sleep on them this week. They go to Miami, I believe. Uh, a team that's kind of beatable. Downward trending, so yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Let's move along. I I think I'm going to buy,
1: and it's just gonna it's it's not going to be for anyone. It's going to be specifically when you hand off the trophy trophy to one of these guys.
0: Should I cut the trophy in half? I give half the trophy to each guy. I'm going
1: to go buy some wimpy uh, participation trophies or medals. And gonna send i'm gonna find their addresses and send them to them because it's pathetic
0: but it's terrible
1: uh yeah, I mean it is what it is
0: uh I wanna get your thoughts quickly on on something uh I know we still have some things to get to, but you look, you look at what happened maybe Saturday with uh, with the Colts and the Vikings and the, the greatest comeback in the history of the NFL. So bad. You look at how the Sunday night game ended with the Giants and, and the Commanders and Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. checking with the ref if he's lined up right, and then they, they throw the flag. You look at the fourth down play, and I think it was Samuel who's getting bear-hugged as the ball's coming in. Yep. You look at the Jacoby Myers gaff. Uh, at the end of regulation against the Raiders, mm-hmm. that was insane. Even some of the roughing the passing call, roughing the passer calls that we've seen. I think that that Chargers Miami Sunday night game last week there was one insane one there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. Is there in your eyes, Juice? You, and you are a pretty open minded guy, maybe too open minded. I might wear the tin hat once in a while. The, the tin hat. Is there any chance you know some of this stuff is fixed in the NFL? Oh, man. Well, (laughs) Well, the Patriots thing is so bizarre. Dude, that's the most bizarre play I've ever seen in my life. And somebody on Twitter... Like, more bizarre than the Vikings almost coming back. There was a play, and I think it was the Peyton Manning Colts against... It might have been New England, you know, maybe five, ten years ago, somewhere in that range. But they it came out like a punt formation and then they, they went spread and they had a center and one guy and everybody else split out and they like snapped the ball to the guy under center and he just got tackled. But I think the Jacoby Myers plays is, is worse. <laughs> and the, I, I w- remember
1: that it was got- like such an uneventful, like buildup or it was such a good buildup. But then it was like such an uneventful uh, follow. It was You're the like- oddest play, yeah.
0: but you have to give Jacoby Myers some credit because he did, Really own it after the game He wasn't rude to the media or anything So I did catch the, that I interview didn't
1: what, what he, I didn't hear what he said
0: He He just owned it yeah. Bottom line Like he owned it you think Belichick
1: Chewed his ass out?
0: Probably not I mean As much as he he could have Like I don't think Belichick's Like a chew your ass out Kind of guy Like he knows how to deal with pros It'd be different if it was High school That's or true. college Yeah you know he's probably telling the team like there were X amount of plays that also put us in this position, but that's I mean, true. I mean that that's that's a colossal, colossal failure, and and Myers owned it. But some of this shit that's been been going on, some of this officiating that's been happening, I, people are talking about. It. I think it's worth asking the question: like is is some of this stuff predetermined? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is a business, man. You got to remember. At the end of the day, the NFL, the National Football League, is a business. Dude, so
1: the reason, um, I, I won't go too down the rabbit hole here, but did you catch the Netflix documentary about uh, Tim Donahue, the NBA ref? Who, yeah, oh yeah. You know, Philly guy, right? I I learned through the documentary there's a bunch of guys from the area that end up being MB- were NBA, rest of the time, I don't know
0: about currently. And the guys that were betting were Philly guys too.
1: Correct. Yeah, they had like their own little their own little gang and then they and they did a good job at the documentary because it didn't go too far down the rabbit hole as far as like which mobs like which legitimate mobsters and you know, and the five families were involved and all that. It mentioned names, but it didn't it could have been a lot more in depth. Um, what I thought the most fascinating part about that documentary was how when the FBI finally, caught up with him and we're going to set him up to basically go in deeper into the ranks of the NBA and kind of suss out who else is involved with this. Cause I think Donahue or Tim Donahue like basically led on to make them believe truth or not. Nah, Cause it would never have proven whether or not other people within the NBA were conspiring to throw games right internally which is really interesting cuz then it got it got pretty shut down very very quickly like he didn't even make it to any of the planned uh like wire tapings or anything like that so i want to know you know and this is david Stern, sterner a little different with under adam silver but i want to know if like yeah is there someone in the nfl that can be like hey like maybe like what's put on do they, do they switch, like, referee designations, you know, throughout the, throughout the course of the season, right? Like, I mean, it's all about relationships. You're, as an NBA referee or NFL referee, you're not going to love every single coach and every single player. Like, you're going to have bad blood with certain guys. That's human dynamic. So, is there some, like, puppet master stuff as far as, like, hey, maybe we put Mike who happens to hate the Cowboys on the Eagles Cowboys game and he might be a little biased. Like that would be my, my take. I don't know if there's anything that's like in an email saying like, Hey, throw the, throw the Cowboys Eagles game. But I think there's some human street psychology going on possibly.
0: I don't, I don't disagree. Uh, But I'll also say like, I think it, after stuff like that happening, like the whole NBA thing, the Donahue thing, like you got to think like the NFL is is kind of on top of that, or they've or they've figured out a way to maneuver around that from being detected, but I'll, and have zero like hey deniability. Sure, but yeah. the the other thing I'll say is like you watch these games, how old are these fucking refs? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Like, do they bring one of those like short buses of like nursing home guys like out to ref these fucking games? I think Hockley's son is probably the youngest one. Yeah, I guess, th- I guess there are some young guys, but mm-hmm. man, they, I mean, some of these crews, they got these old guys. I just don't think that they can see. I don't think they can think quickly and act on their feet. Mm-hmm. And they get paid pretty well from what I've, from what I've learned. I, I think they do too. Yeah. But I, I, so it, something's up. The officiating this year, it's, it's gotten worse. I don't know if there's an inside job. I don't know if we need to re-examine the officiating crews, but I I just think with some of the calls that we've seen, especially the last two weeks, it was worth mentioning. Uh, so my only, so I guess to play devil's
1: advocate, not to keep hot harping on this, at the end of the day, like Goodell and the NFL work for the owners. So that would be like my only thing against that. It's like, hey dude, we're fucking paying you. Like, now he's made them a lot of money as well because he's. I think he's great at what he does, from like a business standpoint, and like in like growing the game and media rights and all that stuff. But like, he is their employee, and they are some of the wealthiest people in the world, right? And they're not these like guys that just lay over. So I don't know. That would be my devil's advocate argument. But I mean, maybe there's guys that have more weight with Goodell. Who knows? It could be. Uh, it, it's fun to think about, but yeah, I don't know.
0: It's just a little it's a little suspect this year, whether it's the the true officiating or <laughs> a little sus. Whatever's going on. But let's uh let's let's move along. I got so we did uh we did Spot in the Shade last week, which mm-hmm. everybody's always welcome to join. Two one five three eight five five one six four is the spot in the shade line. Leave a message. We will respond on the following podcast and we'll play your message, so Always want people to to take part in that. But asked for some listener questions last week. Didn't get this one till after we recorded. Uh but changing sports, we got one here from a listener. Next recording session, please tell Embiid to stop being a total bitch. <laughs> and look, it's football season. It's uh it's early in the NBA season. I think maybe you're a little bit more of an NBA guy than me but yeah I think I think the thing that was going on last week or that the quote that dropped from Joel was like I know that there's people in this city that want me traded. I don't know if you if you heard that one I, but then
1: I heard I heard it and I read it first and then I heard the clip and keep going though
0: we're so we are sitting at the bar Friday night Saturday night one of these nights that you've been home and yeah yeah sixers are playing Golden State and i was shocked to hear this out of you i didn't bring it up i'm being a good sport i like to dump on the sixers uh mm-hmm. most of the time but we're sitting at the bar around a couple pops and you look to me and you go i'm tired of this and beat guy." <laughs> You're like I'm, Feeling I'm a little sassy i'm tired of him i'm tired of his antics and uh i've been tired of it for a long time i've been tired of, of the social media game i've been tired of the postseason injuries and, and shortcomings um, but yeah it sounds like this this listener this follower is has had enough and similar uh, page it's kind of uh, yeah i'm not saying for this this person in particular but i just think it's kind of odd in general that slowly the narrative on Embiid is starting to shift he's recognizing it himself mm-hmm. we got we got the fans isn't that kind of bizarre all out
1: that- I, so, this was my excuse for him in the beginning. This dude didn't grow up in America. He has done an amazing job acclimating to American culture, social media especially. Like, like you think he gets it for the most part, right? But you also realize he's a kid. Like, he was a child when he started playing for the Sixers. And not only that, like, wasn't playing basketball that long. Right. In the scheme, like compared to like a LeBron James who's been playing since he could probably tie his shoes. Um, So then you're like, you're not making excuses, but you're saying like realistically, like he's a kid, dude. Like give him some slack. Like he's trying to figure this all out while being part of this trust the process bullshit. And then (laughs) it was like, okay, the process is officially over, I think, hopefully. And it was like, all right, he's supposed to be the leader of this team. I don't, and again, you know, I speak like it, like any any fucking Philadelphia fan that's caught into a, a sports radio show, thinking they should be the GM. Um, I don't know the inner workings of the locker room and in the relationships and the dynamic between the coaches and the front office and all that stuff, but from the outside looking in, because we invest our time in watching the games, and you you can pick up on some things here and there, like, dude. I'm done making excuses. He's supposed to be a league veteran. He's got a shelf life. The guy is not like, he's not a specimen by any means as far as like, he's not like a, the healthiest guy in the league. Like when are you going to step up like and be like a, a real fucking leader? Like I just don't think he is. I don't think he has that bone in his body.
0: I agree. I feel like I've quietly or gently preached that sentiment. Yeah.
1: Like Jimmy Butler to me and you know could have should have would have that was a counterpart that would have been good for this team because he does have that quality like maybe he's not the best in the league at being a leader but he has that like he's got that dog and that him. that edge the dog right and like who I mean Harden kind of has it in a different way than Jimmy but like more than Embiid for sure and Harden is a superstar or once was and Still has superstar qualities to him. Um, physically, is he a superstar anymore? I, you know, he's losing it as they, all, you know, as everyone does as you get older. But like, but that doesn't mean mentally you change like your superstar attitude, right? And B, I don't think ever had a superstar
0: attitude. I think he had a superstar body. And I think he had a pop star attitude. <laughs> he, he wanted to blow up on Twitter. Yeah. He wanted to make everybody laugh. And that's, that's totally okay. But I, I think. Maybe the city is is starting to turn i don't i don't know i'm not i'm yeah. I'm, I'm not the biggest sixers fan he's like a I'm big, not totally, he's a big kid yeah i'm not totally plugged in but i always thought like yes he's a he's a great player he's a great talent uh but i i don't think like the and and maybe it's an nba thing but i don't think like the clout chasing aspect of his persona was like ever very attractive to me, and and yeah. he, he? I don't know why he made those comments about saying like, "Oh, I know there's people that want to trade me." Maybe he's a listener of the show, mm-hmm. um, but I guess since, uh, or or maybe, maybe not since the comments, but maybe right before the comments, Sixers have won five straight. They're up to seventeen and twelve. They're third in the Atlantic. They're fifth in the Eastern Conference playoff race. Um but you know the Sixers the Sixers honks, the defenders. Doc Rivers fault. they'd love to make all the excuses outside of Embiid. Well that and but they'll they'll always tell you, I don't know, I think it was two years ago. Well, we got the one seed, we got the one seed. But now that this year the sentiment's different. You know, I, w- I went to the Flyers game the other night. Tides are changing. And these Couple of big basketball fans, and they tell me, "Well, you just got to get in in the NBA. You just got to get in in the NBA, and then you know it doesn't really matter. You just got to get in." But no, that's these-
1: true. If you're LeBron James or Stephen Curry or an actual guy who's like a top three superstar in the league, it's not true for Joel
0: Embiid. Yeah, but now this this it, the defense before was oh we got the one seed, and now it's oh we just we just need to get in, and. And and bead saying, I know people want to trade me, so I, I don't I don't know what's going on, but so those guys are going to go from just got to get in to just got to get rid
1: of Joel now and bring in someone now.
0: Maybe yeah, maybe get max value for Joel, maybe re- restart the process. I just yeah, it, it it it's a little early in the year for me to be uh deep diving on, on Sixers land and, and Sixers nation and the process.
1: Um, like dude, I love having a big man like that on the team. Oh, he's he's great. And they're a rare commodity. Big guys are a rare commodity. The league has obviously evolved. I'm not a basketball expert, but it's different, right?
0: Great player, but I don't think he's the guy you talked about, Jimmy Butler. I think letting him go and all the intricacies of, of that, that I hate using this word, talking about the Sixers, but that process, uh,
1: it was politics, too. You know, I think any, team, let down. any team has a tough time, and especially in Philadelphia sports lore. We have a tough time walking away from, uh, it seems like the Sixers have done this a good amount, holding on to your first-rounders longer than they should. And, you know, there's a list at this point. There's probably 10 or more <laughs> that we've busted on in the first round. And some they've gotten rid of quicker than others, but it's like, dude, like, a bust is a bust. Like, walk away. Right. And Ben Simmons ultimately, and there's maybe other stuff involved, but it sounded like they went over Ben Simmons, went with Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler. I could be wrong on that, but I I think that was the ultimate, like kind of like
0: underlying. That that might've been the bottom line. I'm just so curious, not being totally plugged in. Like where does Embiid get, get that kind of Intel or that kind of feeling to say like these people, you know, there's a contingent of people out there that want me to be traded. What? That's a good question. That's what, ha- dude. That's I what. I think ha- there's like league,
1: like whisperings that like they're sh- they're like low key, like they're like getting inquiries about him, and like they're maybe growing because their teams are seeing like blood in the water and the sharks are circling. Maybe or maybe he's not happy with Doc. I don't know, but I don't think it's. I don't know. The Doc argument drives me nuts. But sh- like, I, I, uh, is he the best coach ever? No. Oh my
0: god. But no. <laughs> It's just it's just very odd to me because I think that he actually has a very strong support base in this city. Yeah, and it's December and he's coming out with stuff like that and we have listeners that are saying tell him to stop being a total bitch and it's only you know 25 30 games into the season, so Yeah,
1: sack up, dude. So it's we'll a long s-
0: season. We'll see how it unfolds. Uh the last the last thing like sports related that I want to get from you. Real quick. Since
1: you're, obviously we both enjoy baseball. You have been following the NHL for years. I'm just beginning to like the NHL more and more. I love, you know, playoff hockey is some of the best sports you'll ever watch. Um, And from the outside, like looking into someone who's like totally naive to the NHL, I I love watching. Like, you know, there's certain teams I just, you know, Flyers obviously I want to see do well they're dumpster fire, but
0: don't hold your breath.
1: Um, you know, like, like to see certain teams do well, like, you know, Colorado Avalanche are fun to watch in the playoffs. Uh, do you think between the MLB and NHL, uh, NFL, maybe do you think guys operate like they, the way they do in the NBA? I feel like there's a lot of pettiness in the NBA versus the other leagues.
0: I mean, I, I honestly think the NBA is like, uh, it's like the male version of Bravo. Like I, th- dude, like, it is. Like I think it's, I think it's the male version of Bravo. That's what the NBA is, and I yeah. think, you know, there's drama in the NFL. There's drama in the NHL. There's drama in, in baseball. But I, I think that the NBA is on a on a different level in terms of of drama. Um, dude,
1: I think the NHL is like like the Discovery Channel a little bit. Like there's some interesting shows. You're just not watching it all the time. I think that's. I think that's a fair analogy. And the NFL is like TNT knows drama, baby. No, I'm kidding. That's the NBA's thing, but
0: it, it or NFL is like HBO. Yeah. It's, it's the best. It's exclusive and it's the best. No, I agree. Uh, last, last sports related topic. Yeah. College football playoff, New Year's Eve. Big one. Georgia, Ohio State in the Peach Bowl, Michigan, TCU in the Fiesta Bowl. What, let's get your picks I know I I think you said it you know when I was doing my my studying mm-hmm. for bringing you back on you were like oh, I'm not a huge college guy yeah but you did go to the Fiesta Bowl a lot of fun between Ohio State and Clemson I believe it was a few years back but
1: put a couple couple uh bucks on Ohio State that game I think that was the game
0: where uh did fields break his ribs in that game but they still won and then they went on to get yes. slashed by Bama
1: no, Clemson advanced. There was that suspect call right before the half about the targeting. Yes. And, yep. And Clemson ended up the whole momentum change. It was pretty cool. I, I had never been to a game uh, for college like that. And like the atmosphere different than an NFL crowd. Like I was on the Ohio state side and it was, it was pretty nutty. Like it was, a, it was a really cool to, cause like Ohio state came out pretty good. And then Clemson did not look that good, and uh yeah, it was fucking nuts, dude, like how much the crowd just gets
0: into it, yeah, it's uh it's I mean, I love college football, I think people know that, but let's get the picks, you gotta have a squad, that's what
1: I've learned like you can't or like a a conference to follow, like it's tough just to like pick and
0: choose a team like randomly that you like, yeah, no. I mean, that's that's why I'm heavily invested. I, I have a squad. They're not the best, but I, I have a squad <laughs> with a passionate fan base and a decent program, so I'm invested. But the Peach Bowl, Ohio State, Georgia. Georgia only minus six and a half. It feels light for... How they've been playing down the stretch. How they've been playing, how we yeah. feel about Ohio State. Ohio State, no Smith and Jigba, their best receiver, who missed most of the year. No Travion Henderson, their top running back. Uh, what, what are you feeling On that game Six and a half Is a tough one
1: I think Stroud is not as good As everyone wants To make him Out to be Bennett It's got a little dog In him He's got a little. He's a little edgy, he's Got that dude. low key dog in him. He's as lo- uh, <laughs> that's my be- That's my favorite stat. The other day, I saw that come out a few weeks ago. Uh, Stetson Bennett versus uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh,
0: same age. Oh yeah. 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 Totally different path. I saw the. There was like a graphic or something or a tweet. Yeah. no. That's,
1: that was a good one. I, think I, I was the same age when saw or something. That. I I. I like the dogs. I think they're going to get it done. I don't think Ohio State's that great. Uh, not this year. I don't think Stroud's that that good. Um, and that, what, what's their? I don't even know. Like, what's their defense? How how how's the defense been playing down the stretch?
0: Uh, I mean, they've been better yeah. this year, but in the beginning, they were bad. Michigan pushed them around. They brought in the new coordinator this year from Oklahoma State, Jim Knowles, but Michigan gashed them, and everybody was shitting on the Michigan quarterback that he can't get it done. Uh, Blake Dude, Corum, been- their top back. Is out and Donovan Edwards with one fucking working hand is just running for 80 yards in the fucking horseshoe. So insane.
1: I think I've been one of the biggest, uh, Harbaugh haters out there up until they won against Ohio State. For whatever reason, that dude has cemented himself as like one of the best college football coaches ever. But however, ever. Or right in in you know in this recent era right all right uh, not ever <laughs> uh, in this in the most recent era we'll say the past you know few years, uh, but how do you and again this is might be my naiveness, naivete about college football? How does a guy that can't beat one of the biggest rivals in their conference for however many years? How many years did it take? How is he? Can uh, why, why is he getting the contracts that he's getting? Like basically, got, like a lifetime contract at Michigan. Like why? I don't get it.
0: Do you? Do you want to go be the athletic director of Penn State? Go, <laughs> oh,
1: you're going okay, go fire take your, care of Franklin for us. Fire, fire your head cheerleader.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you're you're, you're on with the dogs. I'm going with the dogs. What it, about the Fiesta Bowl? We got the Fiesta Bowl. Glendale, you've Glendale. been there. We talked about that. TCU, Michigan, Michigan. We're about. 11 days from kickoff, Michigan laying eight points against the Horned Frogs, or as we like to call them, the Horny Frogs. The Horny Frogs. Yeah, I watched that Kansas State game.
1: What's this? Like the, every few years, the committee likes to give that sweetheart team a chance, and maybe it's a God of the goodness of their hearts for the holidays. I I don't
0: know what it is. Oh, man.
1: I, i I'm basically looking at this as who is Michigan gonna Michigan gonna play between Georgia and Ohio State because I don't think the Horny Frogs have a fighting shot in hell.
0: I shouldn't have even asked After you said Harbaugh is one of the best college football well, coaches, and, and in listen,
1: I'm, I might sound like a little bit of a hypocrite here, but you know, watching Michigan this year, they seem to have a little bit of a different
0: tune to them. Yeah, the last two years, they've uh, they've certainly cracked it up. So I, I I don't know what happened. Um, they went to McCarthy at quarterback full-time, and he he was a big recruit, and people were kind of shitting on him. But Well, I guess
1: that's part of it, too. I mean, leading up to him, they've always kind of had guys coming and going at, at the position. For as good of a coach as he is, it didn't seem like he could bring
0: in top talent at the QB1. No, and I think a lot of people doubted that defense after they lost some top draft picks in, mm-hmm. in the draft. You look at Aiden Hutchinson in Detroit. He's killing it. Uh, David Ojabu was a big piece there last year, so I'll save my picks for next week. I okay. gotta, I gotta, I gotta feel it out a little bit more. I know uh, I was on Twitter like begging for Ohio State to, if they got in, I I don't think they're worthy, but begging that if they got in, they didn't jump TCO and get the three seed. I want to see them play Georgia and get get boat raced. But what well, do you think? It's an odd line. That's a very odd line. Do you think Bama should have been in
1: over (laughs) TCU?
0: No. No, I don't think so. I mean, we had this discussion, like, you put them on neutral, you play the game, does Bama probably win? Yeah, but, like... Bama wins because of Nick Saban,
1: not because of the the team necessarily. But
0: then what's the point of the regular season if you're not going to, like, give people credentials based on the games they won, the games they lost, like... Bama lost some close games. Well, you know what? You, you lost them. And, and they win them in the past. They've gotten in. They've had plenty of cracks. So I, I, I don't hate it. I, I, I got it. I Maybe Bama is the better team. They obviously probably have more uh, a higher rating in terms of players, like brought in their the recruiting ratings and everything like that. They have the advantage of coach, et cetera. But what's the point of the regular season if you're just going to say, oh, Gotta yeah, they're the better. Game. Like, Mm-hmm. Pick the top four in fucking August. Then
1: I I agree, and it seems like there's years where they do pick the top four in August, and that's who, that's who the playoff is. So I, what's weird to me is Bryce Young. I mean, even you know, as good as he was last year, still not convinced that he's an NFL talent. Uh. I, yeah, just I don't know. I don't think Bama is as good as they've been in the in recent years.
0: No, nah, it was an odd year for them, and I agree. I don't. I I forget who I was talking to, but I don't. I don't think this is a. I know the Eagles have the the high pick from the Saints. Mm-hmm. You know, however the Saints finish out, they're probably gonna. The Eagles are probably gonna have their top ten, top twelve, top five, whatever it may be, pick. Mm-hmm. I saw and, a D tackle. Not that not yeah. that we need a quarterback, but. If we needed a quarterback this year, I would still say this this ain't the year to to burn a first rounder on it. And I've been pretty adamant of that um, all along. But Stroud and Young both fell off, in my opinion, big time. B- yeah, big time. But
1: uh, I do like Will Levis. So I think he's a leader. Oh uh, come on, man!
0: <laughs> he might be a leader, but uh, he's he's not. <laughs> Take a flyer I
1: said that about Mac Jones. I'm, I'm I'm definitely a little wrong with that one too.
0: Take a flyer on Will Levis uh, as an undrafted free agent or something, but he'll probably go first or second round. Which I'm hearing is hard I, to believe. I have a I have
1: a friend who wants uh, his Broncos to take uh,
0: dude from USC, Caleb Williams. Yeah, I don't know if he's coming out. I don't think he's coming out this year. He hasn't made the announcement, right? Uh, that and I don't know if he's eligible yet. But okay, I didn't know that. He to he had a good year, not a great. I mean, he had a great year. Won the Heisman, but didn't feel spectacular. I would lump him in with this class as being not that sick if he if he declared, but I don't think he's declaring. I don't think I don't know if he's eligible, so We got the we got the playoff on the horizon. You want to who wins it all? Who wins it all? I think Michigan beats Georgia. Wow. They redeemed themselves for the semifinal loss last year. Yeah, it's been an odd year. I think Georgia's sick. I think they're the best team, but you know they've played pl- close games against Kent State. They've played close mm-hmm. games against Missouri. So I, you don't really know all the ins and outs, what's going on week to week, and why guys aren't showing up. But it's true. it could could be anyone's game, and uh, we'll 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 talk a little bit more next week. Uh, at least from my seat about the college football playoff, we'll see who are betting after a
1: couple of beers at the bar. That's, yeah. that's the ultimate. I, that's like the uh, un, the unconscious opinion, right?
0: Right. That's the only way to do it. Uh, we got Christmas on Sunday. We got Christmas Eve Saturday. Any? Uh, you got any? You know, we did Christmas songs last week. We got movies. Any anything you want to bring the light? Oh man, from 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 Juice's perspective.
1: Well, we could do the uh, what's what's the age old debate. Everyone is like, oh yeah, is Die Hard Christmas or not? Like, oh dude, if you heard it once, you heard it a million times. Uh, I would say this. What's what is your? Oh, this is a good one. What's your? We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll go negative. Instead of, even though it's the the uh, the week of holiday spirit. What's your least favorite thing? About the holidays, about Christmas, because Christmas is a universal, like everyone loves the Christmas, whereas you could be like, oh, Easter's a bunch of bullshit, um, but, <laughs> uh, but everyone typically likes Christmas, right, uh, there's a few Grinches out there, but what would be your least favorite part about the holidays, whether it's traveling or this or that, like what, what do you like, like the least damn you're putting it on me you yeah. I'll, I'll answer to you i gotta think about it you're, as I'm saying
0: you're it. the guest and you're asking me the question the least my least favorite part about christmas i've at this point in my life i think i would have to go with the gift giving uh yeah i just i don't know i i think it's difficult i think uh not to be cliche or, or corny, but I think we're at a point in our lives and, and I know not everybody's in this position, but for me, I'm fortunate enough to have everything that I need. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't ask for anything. I'm not expecting anything or, or much, um, but I, it's just hard to, to give people things at this age, whether it's our parents or our friends or our family it's just tough. Like I don't want a gift that is going to sit in the closet or sit in a room or take up space for tags are on the for next three years, the next year. And then we're cleaning yeah. out the house at some point. It's like, yeah, I don't want that. And then you feel bad that you didn't use it. Right. Or mm-hmm. it didn't get put to use. So I, I'm going to, I'm going with the gift giving the gift exchanging uh, my family I'm not exchanging gifts with my brother. I'm not exchanging gifts even with my parents at this point. Um, I think it's just important to be together. I think... Enjoying the day. Yeah, I I love Christmas. I love Christmas Eve. I love Christmas. We have football. Yeah, everyone loves the holiday. Family coming in from out of town. But I I, I think the gift-giving is... At this age, it's overboard. I don't have kids. I think it's great. <laughs> like my brother's coming; he has kids. We're doing gifts for the kids, and I think that's that's important. That, that's what yeah, it's all about. I agree. I'm not saying it's not about their g- experience. Gifts for the kids, mm-hmm. the gift giving, the like Santa, adults. You don't need gifts anymore. All of that is about the kids, to me. So I, I would say the, the stress of figuring out what to get people that you're still exchanging gifts with. That is what I like. The least about the holiday, it's not the worst thing. You know, it's it's nice to give people something that they want. We do a Pollyanna, um, you know, with her family, and we all get one person. There's a there's a price limit. It's very simple, so it's not so bad. We tell each other what we want. Mm-hmm. It's very straightforward. That's that's good. But the the mystery or the uncertainty of what to get somebody, what to spend, yeah, it's I've too never much. Done
1: a um. I don't know if this is culturally appropriate anymore to even say this in, in oh, today's times. Oh Have boy. you ever done a a Chinese Pollyanna, If that's the
0: correct term, I don't know what a Chinese it's, Pollyanna is. It's kind of
1: fun. Uh, it, it's it's fun with a big croup. Like a, I was gonna say crew, I said croup as in a group. a same, same word, a crew and big, group. Yeah, it's fun with a big group. So basically, and I apologize to anyone that calls it something differently. Uh, you be, everyone buys a gift, right? So you can say like, hey. Don't spend more than 25, 50 bucks, whatever. doesn't matter. Uh, alcohol is always a crowd favorite, uh, you know, a bottle of booze. But basically everyone buys a gift and then you have a blind drawing. So however many people there are, you know, one through however many, we'll say 15. Pick a, you know, pick a number out of a hat
0: and. It's a white elephant. Is you, okay. can steal, you can <laughs> steal, yeah. you can steal the gifts. You can steal the gifts.
1: A white, elephant. isn't that
0: we, what it is? Yeah, we never call
1: it a white elephant. though. we call it a Chinese polyad. <laughs> now, these same people might call it a, a Chinese fire drill, whatever the hell that is. But I, you know, versus uh, you know, normal fire drill, I have no idea. But uh, so white elephant for my lesser cultured
0: people. Uh, no, I've done that at work. I think that's good for like a if it's work and it's like team building, team morale. Yeah, it's fun. that's okay, and it, and, yeah. it, and it's cheaper, but.
1: Yeah, the gift-giving, you know what's a little gaggy, too? Like, on social media, it's it's not even about, like, being thankful for the gift. People are just, like, putting the gifts on social media, like, like I got this, right? And it's like, dude, first off, I don't give a flying fuck about your gift. But, like, it's not about, like, showing it off, you know? It's, be, like, being appreciative that whoever got that whatever for you, like, gave it to you, you know? Sure, and I, maybe that's... Maybe I'm just an old Grinch. I don't want to see people post on social media, but uh, or at least that BS. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I appreciate more, more so since I've been away from the, uh, you know, fr- the area for a little bit, like coming back home and, and seeing everyone is always fun. And I think too, like as you get older, like you don't do like Christmas with the big family because, you know, as you grow apart and the kids get older, like you all start doing your own thing. Um, you you make it about the people you want to be with. Right. And like the people you want to see. So I think that's always fun. And I I think as you get older, it's just natural.
0: friends become, you know, closer than some family and you know, stuff like that. So do you have a, a least favorite thing about the holidays that I steal the get the gift giving? You asked the question.
1: Yeah, I know. And I was thinking, as you said that, so that's the gift giving is pretty good. And it's not about being like, I don't want to give gifts. It's about, I just don't need them. And I think you made it a good point. Like, I'll never forget. I was little one year, and uh, someone gave me a gift, and I just flat out was like, "Yeah, I don't like this." You're like, you know, you're, you're like, you are brutally honest when you're, you know, three or four years old, right? And you have no other inclination of what's polite and what's not. You just say what's on your mind. And I'll never forget. My parents were like, "You have to be appreciative, even if you don't like it," right? Uh, so that was a life lesson learned. But now I'm like pragmatically i'm like don't even bother getting me anything like i i have what i want like if and if i don't have it like i'll
0: go just go get it yeah i don't mean to sound like a cheap fuck but i mean i might i might be a little cheap but it's not about not getting something for people it's just like i don't want you to get me anything i have what i need if i need something i'll go and get it myself <laughs> and like if it's a mystery i don't know what you want so yeah. like I, I don't need to play that game like, I'm not playing the game. It just stresses me out. That's yeah. all.
1: I agree. I think that's a good one. Other than that, you know, I do enjoy Die Hard. I think it is a Christmas movie, so we'll settle that debate. But, uh, and yeah, I guess just drinking beers and having a good time on Christmas Day.
0: What's the uh, What's the plan for New Year's?
1: New Year's, I'm heading back west. Uh, I think I'm going to try to get some, some golf in New Year's Day, to be honest. I- I'm itching. Why don't you to- rub it in? I've only been away from uh the good weather for a few a uh, few days here, but I'm I'm itching to hit the sticks. Wow. Yeah.
0: What do you got going on? Oh, I knew you were going to do this to me. Uh we have a wedding for a loyal listener on, on the 30th. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm in the wedding. Okay. Uh that starts Thursday night the 29th with rehearsal. Wedding is the 30th and then the 31st the same night as the CFP uh we will be going to another wedding that's a tricky one it hurts uh it is what it is you fight your battles you don't fight some battles this is one we're not going to fight but i just think it's funny how like some people are like oh you have a wedding on new years like that's such a great idea like cuz i at our age like I, i'm not looking to yeah see the ball drop Um, let me ask you, you know, maybe, maybe I'm looking to see like a wide receiver drop a ball, but I'm not (laughs) looking to see the the ball drop life, life changing events at midnight. Um, but yeah, everyone's, oh, that's, that's nice. You kind of have plans, but like, it's not too crazy. Well, yeah, it's nice, but I'm a college football fan and Mm -hmm. I like to stay in and watch the four o'clock and eight o'clock semifinal games on New Year's Eve, but it is what it is.
1: What if what if it was like the birds, or or Penn State? Would that would that be an absolute no go?
0: Well, I had a little bit of fear w- when Penn State was off to a, a solid start, and maybe it was far fetched fear. Mm-hmm. But but if Penn State was playing in a semifinal game and I uh, had to go to this wedding, it would I'd be pretty pissed. There, yeah, there would be more conversations than what were had <laughs> about this wedding, and I'll just. I'll just leave it at that. But no, I th- I think it'll be it'll be a good time. It's it's a good crowd. I'm not you know it's not I'm not getting thrown into a fire where I don't know anybody or anything like that. It'll be fun. We're gonna have to rally. You know, it gets harder mm-hmm. to rally at at thirty years old. We're a bunch of old men. We're old men. I'm not I'm not saying it's all bad, and not everybody's a college football fan, <laughs> no. right? So like. That's fine. Um, but my only like argument from the other side is, and you even see it on like commercials on TV. Like I was, I saw this commercial watching the fucking potato bowl today. The girls in in the at the ceremony, she's in the crowd saying, "Oh, that he's short, he's short," and she's looking at a football game on her phone. But the groom is like uh, very short. <laughs> good commercial, but like that was a good one. I I, I think about that and I'm like. If you want to have a wedding during a big game like then you can't expect people to not be looking at their phones or not be totally engaged. So there's going to be some expectations being set. That's all I'm just going to leave it at that. It is what it is. It's it's not the end of the world. Um I've been to it, one with it's the not Eagles my, on. It's not my team, so you know, I've done final four weddings, I've done uh Penn State big game weddings I've done. I don't know if I've done any big Eagles weddings. We did a wedding last year during uh, the Saturday of like, I think it was the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. So Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it happens. Not everybody's in in the same frame of mind as me. And and thank God they're not because it might be a little bit of a tougher (laughs) life, but I'm just, I'm just going to leave, leave it at that. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the new year's plan. I've, I've, think if there was no football on a new year's wedding would be fantastic because it usually ends by 10 or 11. If you go to the after party, maybe you watch the ball drop. Yeah. If you're on night three of three, like me, you can, you can bounce, but wedding bonanza, it's all good. Uh, anything else you want to leave, leave our listeners with, uh, I know you were, you were a hot episode back in August. Hopefully you will be a hot episode here
1: no, I think... Again, um, but
0: any, anything else to leave the people with? No, uh, I enjoy. We had a couple cold ones here. They were they were pretty tasty. Just a couple.
1: Just a couple. Uh, little basils. Uh, I will say, still disappointed to anyone from the league that is listening to this. <laughs> I'm letting you know that,
0: you know... Not, 50-50 is not acceptable.
1: 50-50 is just not how I, you know... Even from a guy who didn't make it unfortunately came up a little short just disappointed that's all so that's uh i guess those are my wise words don't ever split it 50 50 go go for it all
0: grab it by the horns we'll uh we'll cut the trophy in half for those sorry suckers make it happen um and we'll thank you for taking the time for visiting thank you for having me back coming back on the show it was a hit the first time i know it'll be a hit again um that's it. That's that's our boy Juice. We'll say thank you. Um, nothing else, huh?
1: Uh, I guess we can start planning. Uh, <laughs> we can start planning your next Arizona
0: uh, golf trip. Arizona round two. We'll get it. We'll get it on the books. Uh, we'll say thank you to Juice for joining the show yet again. With that, we'll thank everybody for listening. Um, wherever you're listening, Apple, Spotify, etc., leave us that five star rating, and don't forget to share this podcast. Anyone that you think might like it, let them know about Thoughts in the Shade. And we'll talk to everybody next week. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. We'll talk to you shortly. Take care.